This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. In collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. Hey guys, we're back. Yes. After a short hiatus. Um, uh, I've been to Italy. No, I was in Italy. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we jump in, yes. if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably interested at some level in Israel. Well, Masai's World Journey is the marketplace for long-term opportunities in Israel. Okay, this is where you can explore your career path, live out your passions, and you can make a positive impact on the world. During the pandemic, Masa also created options to study and work remotely from Israel. So you still need to be in Israel, but you can work and study remotely here. Uh, you don't need to pause your life. You don't need to know Hebrew to join, but you do get funding, which is amazing. So all you need to do is apply. Go to masaisraelorg slash T-W-O, nice Jewish boys. So that's messiahisrael.org slash two nice Jewish boys. And you can learn more there. It's a wonderful, wonderful place Do not to miss find this. Uh, yeah, opportunities. Yeah. This episode is also sponsored by Jeremy's, Jeremy's Circle. Jeremy's Circle is the first and only community in Israel to support children and teens growing up in families struggling with cancer or cancer loss. For 13 years, Jeremy's Circle has been giving children and their families much-needed respite from their cancer-related struggles through fun activities and events while they make important friendships with other children in similar situations. Today, it supports about 700 families and, continued to, and continues to expand. So if you want to learn ho- more uh, about this amazing, amazing organization, and maybe support them too, Go yep. to jeremyscycle.org. Jeremy's Circle. Jeremyscircle.org. That's www.jeremyscircle.org. So, what's, so is, what's going anything on? happened when I was gone? Yeah, just a few things, you know. Like what? We now have a left-wing prime minister. But he has a keeper. Who's the head of a party named Right Wing. Um, yeah. Everybody gets mad also when you say that. Well, he claims this government is 10 degrees more rightward. Yeah, he's not very, he's not ambitious or extreme, just 10 degrees. Yeah, than the previous. Slightly. We're not 90 degrees more, just 10 degrees. Look, I, I, to the last minute, I didn't believe they'll go for it, but it turns out that the hatred for BB is stronger than anything. And we got to talk about the crisis now with the, with the bill. They're trying to pass. Ah, yes. Oh. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, so yes. there's a bill I- in the Knesset that Wait, is... Wait, we got to go back, way back. We got to go way back? Yes. Let's introduce the okay. the, the, the bill first. Okay. The bill is, is presented as the bill uh, against um, 
uni- the uniting of families, basically. Yeah. That's what the bill is presented as uh, across mainstream media. It's the bill that it opposes the uniting of families. What does that mean? The uniting of families is basically what allows an Israeli Arab to marry a Palestinian Arab, and then the Palestinian Arabs can emigrate immigrate to Israel right. uh, in order to unite they, they with their citizenship. family. They get citizenship and they can they can move to Israel. So, so there's a bill that supposedly quote unquote opposes this, and the right wing opposition right now being led, or the mostly right-wing opposition, being led by Benjamin Netanyahu, is not willing to support this. How could he? He's right-wing. What a hypocrite. That's the story being sold. Wait, are you... Are you uh, that's the story being sold, right? That B- Benjamin people Netanyahu... People might think that's what... You, that's no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I think that people are a little smarter than you. But, no, I'm saying... That basically the the media is saying what a hypocrite Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu is. How could he oppose a no, bill but, but that you is... didn't explain the whole picture? So, okay, so, so now let's go back. First of all, what you got to realize, guys, is that Israel. You know, we're a racist country, right? Uh, you have uh, racist laws, like the law of return, right? The law of return. It's uh, it's uh, uh, it, you have Arabs who cannot enjoy the right of return, and you have Jews that can enjoy it. So obviously, it's a uh, it's not a racist. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm joking, obviously. It's yeah, but, but I think it, it's it important is, uh, to a flea, how they said. It's uh, no, it's Im- not. Well, it's not in any way a flea because it's not discrimi- self- discrimination. discriminatory. It's not discriminatory. It's discriminatory just as much as you, if you're not American, you can't move to America. You need to be American. Ju- Judaism is not a race or a religion. It's a nation. And right. No, but if you want to be, uh, if you want to be part of Israel then you need to either be Jewish or convert to Judaism oh, and be part of the yeah, Jewish but, nation. But the, uh, the Arab-Palestinians, Israelis could say, hey, why can't my nation come and get for citizenship? And the answer is because. Because you're not part of the Jewish nation. Yes. Yeah, just as uh, uh, an Afghani is not going to be able to become an American. Mm, it's Most not likely. really the same. It's not really the same. Yeah. So there's really there's some differences. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but that's okay. just the way it is. We d- we want only Jews to become citizens of Israel. That's just how it is. Call it whatever you want. So like that, there are other laws because what happened throughout the years uh, is that you had Palestinians using this marriage tool to secretly, you know, just subtly occupy and become a majority. They would intentionally marry a guy who's an Israeli citizen with a girl from Gaza or with a girl from the Palestinian Authority. They would do it intentionally. And so slowly but surely you had tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of new Israeli citizens and some of them committed terror during the Intifada. So in 2003, they wanted to change the law, but the Supreme Court intervened and it wouldn't allow this discriminatory act because why can a Jew marry me as a Jew I can marry a Christian right in Europe and she'll get citizenship or something similar mm-hmm. but an Israeli Arab cannot do the same so it's discriminatory so according to to the Supreme Court that's what they say okay. so the Knesset didn't uh, legislate a new law because they were afraid of the Supreme Court. Instead, they did this act. This act, which is not really a law, and every year you need to extend it artificially. It's like a patch to fix the problem 
for the short term. Sort of like an executive order. Yes. And every year you got to pass it uh, from the beginning. Reaffirm it. Reaffirm it. Otherwise, everything is revoked and hundreds of thousands of Palestinians can come here and become citizens. So So this is really the fate of the country. This is what we're dealing here with, right? It's it's not just, you know, peanuts. It's our destiny. It's it's the very existence of this country. Because if tomorrow hundreds of thousands of Palestinians from the territories come here and become citizens, uh, yeah, we can basically say goodbye. So? So... Happened. It so happened. You know, history has is funny that way. Just two weeks after the new government came to be, uh, they get uh, the 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 year the one year term is about to end. So Bennett's mm-hmm. new Bennett's new government uh, now has to renew this statement, mm-hmm. and they need a majority. The problem is that Bennett formed a government with sixty one votes. And it's not as there's no Zionist majority in the 61 members of this government. They simply, this government simply cannot pass the most basic, the most, you know, I I don't have words to describe it. If they just cannot pass it by themselves, they need... So an average listener would hear you and say, but you just said it, it's discriminatory. So what's the problem? Oh, there's no problem. I I personally think that since this 61 government represents the will of the people, right? And if it's not a Zionist 61 government, it means this was the will of the people. So if they cannot reaffirm this bill, so that's the will of the people. So they sh- the, it's their problem. It should be revoked. And let's see what happens. <laughs> so you just you just want to watch the house burn. Yes. I mean, I didn't burn the house. They burned <laughs> the house. <laughs> that doesn't help you. The house that, is burning. That, but it's burned. No, it's, it's burned. not burned. It is. You have no, a government. It's, getting, have, it's about to get burnt. No, the, you have the, a the government. The match is about to be thrown into the house it, and you're saying, Once they okay, formed see a what government, happens. they formed a government with the Arabs who do not want us here. And with Meretz, which is not a Zionist party. Today I got into an argument on Twitter, right? Someone said, what? Meretz is not Zionist? I showed him. Go to Meretz's website. Mm-hmm. Go to their, like, all their official documents. You won't find this, the, 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 you won't find a statement that they're Zionist. No statement. No statement. The yeah. word Zionist, it only, you only see the word when it says that Meretz has a seat in the Zionist organization or something. So something like technical. They, they don't have anything in their platform no. or in their uh, no. That says manifesto we are. That you won't see. Merits is a Zionist no. party. You won't see it. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's uh, burned. The house is not burnt. No. The fact that we have a government that is not made up ideally of who you want it to be made up of does not mean it's burnt. It just means that there's the potential to do harm. Uh, just as before Rabin signed the Oslo Accords, things weren't burnt. They were about to be. It's the it's the actions. Okay, you have to give way to the actions. So the 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 fact that it's made up, I think, of these members, which is problematic, doesn't mean things are burnt. It just means that they're about to be. And this this is problematic. For example, uh, now I don't think it's going to break the government up. Uh, and that's exactly what's so shameful about Bennett's taking this action, is that Bennett is willing to. Uh, 
basically throw out the 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 baby with the bathwater. He's willing to to trash the the Zionist uh, nature of this country in order to be prime minister. And I think that your uh, your uh, assessment of it, of this being the will of the people is not exactly accurate because Why? most of Bennett's voters did not expect yeah. him and do not want him to be where he is today. That's irrelevant. It, it it's absolutely relevant. No. Yes. No, it's irrelevant. Yes. When, Besides, in polls, he still gets like five, six mandates. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, polls don't mean much, and well, and 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 he would. It, it, there were polls also that show that sixty percent of the his voters were. That's the rules uh, of the game, my friend. That that's not okay. That might be the rules of the game, but that doesn't mean that his actions represent the will of the people. I'm not saying that he is illegitimate or illegal. I'm saying that the will, the statement to say that his actions or this government represents the will of the people is false. It is not the will of the people. The people who voted for Bennett do not support this government mostly, and therefore they do not have a majority. They don't have 61%. Tec- uh, hypothetically. Technically they do, and they should be I allowed to govern. I only care about technically. Okay, but you cannot say it's the will of the people. Look, when you voted Bennett, no one... Imagine that this was a possibility. No one who voted Bennett imagined it was always there a possibility. A certain, no, but no, 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 no. There was a certain amount. There's a certain amount of people who are going with him, zormimito, as they say in Hebrew, going with the flow, saying, "All right, cool." No one who voted for Bennett imagined that this was a possibility. Maybe a, a negligible amount, five, ten percent. You should separate possibility with probability. I think again, no I, one imagined because that of this course was. it was a possibility. Because in Israeli politics, everything's a possibility. Oh come on! Besides, You're talking like me. You're talking like a skeptic. Of course, everything's a possibility. So yeah, it was ben, a possibility, but the no, probability but no was one, very no low. No one considers the one percent in their mind. They don't say there's a one percent possibility that Bennett will wear I a dress know. and uh, go know. to uh, and sit know. with anyway. The, the big the dis- joint list. The big discussion in the right is whether or not, because now it all depends on the opposition, which is basically the Haredis, Netanyahu, and the Likud party, and uh, Smotrich's uh, right-wing party. Yeah. And the debate is whether or not they should help save Bennett from himself, essentially, giving him a bonus, a prize, in the form of helping him passing this bill, or vote against it and you know and the spotlight which is bear, which is burn the just barn. ridiculous is on Benjamin Netanyahu and the right. opposition right. as if it is the responsibility of the opposition to hold up a coalition of i don't know the motley crew that you know is made up of zionists and anti-zionist supposed zionists and anti-zionists and uh, arab yeah. parties and that it, it doesn't make instead of focusing on the fact that Bennett created this Frankenstein monster that just can't even do the first thing that he would like to do. So what do you think Netanyahu should do? Should oppose this? I think uh, you were telling me that Netanyahu actually offered to uh, an alternative. An alternative, meaning yeah. he's not just uh, he's not unwilling to, uh, which I think is smart politically of him. Basically, what he's saying is. You want us to support you? You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to prove that you're not only 10% to the right of us, but 50, yeah. 60% to the right. He offered a counter 
Yeah, law. which which he knows I think would bring down the government. Yes. So he he said, "No, you know what? You want to you want a law that deals with this issue? Let's actually let's not do a patch, let's introduce a law which finally solves this problem." A basic law, yeah. as they which is like a constitutional law, which is something that is m- impossible or much more difficult for the Supreme Court to knock down. It's much more difficult. Much more difficult, yeah. Uh yeah, and he says, "You know what? Let's vote for this. Let's finally solve this problem." Yeah. And of course, the Bennett and Shaked and Nassau, they don't want this law yeah. because it'll bring down the government. Yeah, what will happen is if they introduce this this thing, which is truly right-wing, mm-hmm. then parties like Meretz, Ra'am, so what uh, Bennett which is, is doing, party. because they don't have the majority, because right now Netanyahu says he'll oppose this law, they are trying to bribe the Arabs... Uh, in ridiculous ways in order for them to to support this. Is Meretz are on board? Also no. They're also not on board. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous. And I think it's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I, I, I agree with you. I think the entire opposition should vote against this. And, and it will be on Bennett's hands, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? It's his fault, his responsibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, we never spoke, I think, because our last episode was before the mm-hmm. uh, the coalition was formed. So we never really spoke yeah. about what the results were. And I just think that it's, uh, I mean, if we, we don't need to spend too much time on it, but it's it's just absolutely abysmal what, what happened. Um, this is the, I think, as far as I can remember, the most blatant, uh, maybe since Ariel Sharon, the most blatant like uh, betrayal. betrayal of campaign promises. Now, whenever you say that to someone on the left or center, and now sometimes even to people who are Bennett voters, then they'll say, whoa, Bibi didn't lie. Bibi didn't say that he'd do this or he'd do that. Bibi didn't give a two-state solution speech. Bibi didn't whatever. But the thing is that Bibi never walked back, never like went 180 degrees Against on, the base. on a basic, basic foundational principle or promise of his campaign or of his political agenda, right? I mean, maybe he promised to lower taxes or I don't know what, right? To do something, to invest in a certain area or to take care of certain something and he didn't do that thing. Uh, to be more aggressive against the Haredim, or I don't know what, right? But he he never said, I don't know, I will not support, um, uh, um, like I won't do, I won't support a Palestinian state, and then and then went and signed formed, a deal yeah. with uh, with the Mahmoud Abbas for a two yeah. state solution. So these these the 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 the, the arrogance the lie the lie it's really just a lie it's a blatant lie yeah uh that bennett told his voters and then and then completely betrayed them is it's unforgivable it's not only unforgivable it's just it's also amazing how an entire country tel aviv was celebrating mm-hmm. which is just unbelievable was celebrating uh, you know, uh, a right-wing prime minister who supports supposedly settlements in the West Bank. And the, the left wing was partying in Kikar Rabin because yeah. of this guy. But Gantz also betrayed his voters. Absolutely. You said it was the worst betrayal since uh, Sharon. Uh, no, because I'll tell you why. Because Gantz didn't become 
prime minister because of his betrayal. He he would have. <laughs> Everybody knew he wasn't <laughs> going to be. Never, he, and, yeah. he, and he ultimately didn't become prime minister because of his betrayal. Um, and still, like, I think his voters felt really betrayed. Not like it's comparable to what a Bennett voter would feel, I think. Yeah, but you know what? why I see a difference because Gantz's promise that he broke again was not a foundational principle of his the fact that one of the foundational principles of the left right now or one of the basic principles of any party running on the left right now is no BB is is a problem of the left it doesn't make it an actual ideology there is no or or, or, or a, a philosophy there is no political philosophy be- behind I want to I want Bibi gone. Yeah. So th- the fact that he then sat with Bibi is breaking his promise to never sit with Bibi. But that's a, that's less of a critical promise than I will not sit with the left because I have serious ideological and political differences with yeah. them. Also to people who say but what was Bennett's alternative if he wouldn't do it we'd go to another election. We did that four times already. The A and B I the, the counter argument is if Bennett would have stuck with the right wing uh, branch, then all the pressure would go to Saal. And then if we'd go to election, it would have been Saal's fault yeah. exclusively because he's boycotting Bibi for personal reasons. Yeah. Although he could have gotten anything from Bibi, including being first as a prime minister, by the way. Yeah. Or uh, so. So, yeah. If we would go to election, it would be on on uh, Sal's hands. But more likely, Sal would break. We w- we will never know now. But yeah. just to give people some perspective, Benjamin Netanyahu is a man who uh, four elections in a row received more than a million votes, meaning a million Israelis voted for this man to be prime minister of Israel and to lead the the government of Israel. And and no other uh, person in politics in the last four elections n- came near that. The closest was about half. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, cl- the he has the clearest mandate by the people to lead this country. So the idea that your platform is I don't want this person is anti-democratic in my in my eyes. Yeah. Meaning, also- if you are coming and saying outright up front i'm w- unwilling to sit with one million people then it's anti-democratic you're saying i don't care what one million people have to say that's not for me yeah also today lapid went to the united arab emirates and uh inaugurated the new embassy there and he said eh, I, this wouldn't have happened if not the hard work of benjamin netanyahu who was one of the architects of this peace deal okay yeah it's just <laughs> It's just amazing. He, he actually said that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's the situation right now in Israel. Uh, but but th- this government know, will probably last for a few years. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. No, you think it's actually going to last that long? Yeah. Nobody has anything. Like, they all have everything to lose and nothing to gain outside. What's amazing to me is the, fa- is the clever... And really, like uh, authoritarian, almost way that they thought to keep BB out of uh, the game, uh, and to ensure that he would 
be unsuccessful as the head of the opposition in bringing down this government. And I don't think they've yet introduced it or passed the law, but they wanted to introduce a law. They want to limit now the uh, tenure of the prime minister to uh, two uh, terms, so eight or nine years. It's actually four and a half. They wanted to limit it to eight years, uh, eight years uh, uh, that you can serve as prime minister. And then one clever addition they made is that actually it only after eight years you only have to take a four-year hiatus and that seems peculiar right like if you want to really limit power limit power like in the united states eight years and that's it but what they wanted to do is ensure that bb will not bring down this government early so it was a very personal law it was saying if we say there's a four-year hiatus then Benjamin Netanyahu has an interest in preserving the government because if he breaks up the government in less than four years, he all of a sudden run. we're going to elections, he can't run, someone else in the Likud, and then he's out for sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's an eight-year limit with no hiatus and then you can return to the political game, he has no interest anyway, so he'll try and bring down the government as soon as possible. Right. So it's it's such a political yeah. law. It's not but For now, it's not being... Uh, it's yeah. not now being progressed. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we are. But speaking of beautiful democracies in the Middle East, yeah. um, there was a little, a little, you know, beautiful, beautiful instance in our democratic neighbors, the Palestinian authorities. Oh yeah, Palestinian Authority. Uh, I'm reading off the Times of Israel right now. The headline is: Prominent Abbas critic dies in Palestinian Authority custody after vicious beating by officers. The subheadline is Nizar Bennett's family says he was beaten severely by security forces as he was taken into custody on Thursday. PA says it will investigate the incident. Oh, of course. And also find that no involvement by the PA was... Uh, that, that was just a side note of theirs. The best detectives yeah. are now <laughs> looking into the case. Yeah. Louis de Finesse. We will get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Right yeah. after now, we... look, it's not that this Banat Banat, it's Banat, Banat. Banat. it's not Banat, he's our Banat. This Banat, it's not like he's a big Israel supporter or anything like that, no. probably no. But he was uh, an avid uh, speaker against Abbas and in yeah. the dictatorship, evil dictatorship of the Palestinian Authority, you cannot speak ill about the supreme leader. No. A prominent critic of the Palestinian Authority died early on Thursday morning after what his family charged was a violent arrest by PA security forces. He had about 100,000 followers on his Facebook page. He was a resident of Dura near Hebron. He was 44. Uh, and he, w- he was known for his caustically, quote, caustically sarcastic videos tear- tearing into the PA leadership. This and is, he uh, just from the Times found his article. miserable death by coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a tragedy. Tragic. Yeah. So, but but uh, I have to ask you a question though. Um, I'm sure, like the only thing that to me is comforting is to think about the people who love the Palestines, like the Hadid sisters. Yeah, obviously they would come to the rescue and and advocate for this horrible, horrible murder. Yeah. So, right? so you know. Uh, looking at Bella Hadid's Instagram right now. No. She posted a pic of her boobs uh, a week In ago. In protest, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no <laughs> mention of the fact that her beloved people murdered 
a man for free speech, mm. at least not one that I see in the last week. Mm. I mean, going about 10 ba- days back, there's just pictures of her, mm. uh, one in a see-through shirt, um, which is, yeah, maybe that is right, like free the nipple, so it's like free uh, banat. The Palestinian people. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some, like, I think maybe there's, like, a subtle connection between the photos. She was trying to be subtle. She didn't want to be too. Right, 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 yeah. right. Not as, not as, uh, what about, not as conspicuous what, as she was when there was, you know, What, what about the uh, John Oliver? Going. Did he do a monologue? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah, where is, really, is a good question. Where is John Oliver? Where is Bella Hadid? Where is Trevor Noah? Mm. When the Palestinian Authority is murdering a critic for for expressing his opinions, word. I mean, it's it's crazy. Israel engages in a war against the country that fires rockets on its innocent civilians. That's war crimes. It must be dealt with yeah. immediately. Yeah. But uh, Abbas and the PA murder a critic. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. Now, you guys have to understand that there's like. You do, the Western world doesn't understand the Palestinians. It doesn't understand the Arab world at all. From what I understand, and I don't understand this much, but I uh, like any we, topic, we, like any topic. But we take our uh, we take our stuff from from people who are more educated than us. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn a little bit more about the Middle East, listen to our episode with Uzi Rabi, um, which was about the oh, Dan Shiftan. and Dan Shiftan also is uh, great and Gadi Taub, but. Uh, the, the Arabs are very tribal, and from what I understand, Mahmoud Abbas is actually from uh, Abu Snina, I think, tribe. He's from a different tribe than most of the Palestinians. He's not one of them. He was born in Sfat, so he's not one of the actual Palestinians. So there's a lot of opposition in the Palestinian street to, I think I might be mistaken, the Abu Snina tribe. But he's from a tribe that's not of where the majority of Palestinians are. By the way, in a lot of the Arab uh uh, world, you see this. I mean, uh, Assad is from the Alawim, which aren't even considered Muslims by most of the Muslim community. And so there's a lot of opposition to Abbas in the Palestinian street. But he is a brutal, brutal dictator who's been in, who's now in what is 16th, 17th year of his four year term. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. but no, nobody cares. He can kill whoever he wants. He can yeah. He's the commit underdog. crimes against gay community. I mean, you know, we're in Pride oh, yeah. Month. Yeah. So I wonder about That's the gay parade. That's how they celebrated. Was there a gay parade in Ramallah? Mm, no. There was no. supposed to be one. <laughs> yeah. But everyone is but dead. But it was canceled 20 years ago. Uh, I see. Also, yeah. by the way, the gay parade in Tel Aviv, there was a critic against it that, how come they don't, uh, you know, continue on the route to Jaffa? <laughs> yeah. In their yeah. great... I, I would like to see that. Yeah. Also, Khuldaid, the mayor of Tel Aviv, he, he hanged the uh, parade uh, flags all over town. And I read that in Jaffa. Mm, less so. Less so. <laughs> less gay flags going on in Jaffa. Mm. What is the difference, though? Why do you think it's in Jaffa? It's that way and not in... Maybe because Jews were lynched in Jaffa? Nah, it can't be. It can't be. Weeks I think ago. it's probably because... the the old city so you don't want to yeah i don't know i don't know yeah yeah anyway anyway you guys get it um yeah so but uh speaking of of uh abbas and his dictatorship and uh our criticism of the palestinians um we were banned from youtube oh yeah guys i don't know if you followed but we 
So during the operation, the last operation, uh, yeah, obviously everyone saw John Oliver's monologue against Israel, and Eitan came here and we did a little video of Eitan reacting. If you haven't watched it, please go and watch it. It's a must-watch on our YouTube channel. Yes. And it blowed away with 70,000 views. Blew up, yeah. But uh, two weeks later, uh, in, on Friday, Eitan is, is texting me and he's like, the video is down, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, YouTube took it down. They said it was a, it was violating their rules of hate speech. Yep. So our video went up uh, about one month ago uh, on May seventeenth. We uploaded the video, and uh, yeah, it started blowing up. Like uh, Noah said, we got oh, I think at that point about over sixty thousand views, and uh, I was uh, sitting at home. Uh, and I got an email, and I opened just it up. Just adoring yourself in the mirror. Yeah, I was just watching myself in the mirror, and I happened to have my phone in the hand, my hand, because I was, you know, <laughs> taking, I was taking pictures photos. of myself. <laughs> and uh, and right, know, right as I'm taking pictures, I got those pictures. <laughs> I got a notification, and I was like, yeah, "What is this shit? I'm trying to take pictures of myself." And I saw uh, an it email. was an email from YouTube uh, to our uh, two nice Jewish boys email. And uh, we finally you read the emails you get. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm there every day, man. <laughs> and basically, yeah, YouTube took us down for hate speech. Uh, we watched the video again to make sure, and I was I don't know, maybe you know. Sometimes I can't control myself, and I I let off my white supremacy racism because everybody knows that's who I am, right? Um, and and I could you know I thought well what here is racist maybe maybe I like maybe I let go and I wasn't censoring myself from my true beliefs that the white uh, race is supreme to all other races I'm kidding guys I'm not racist um, and there's nothing racist in the video there's absolutely nothing racist so we wrote yeah. back to them yeah we appealed and after five minutes they rejected the appeal so five minutes yeah it was a sixteen minute video yeah yeah. yeah. The bot uh, did its work, and yeah, <laughs> we didn't know what to do, and we were going to sue them. It was going to be the trial of the century, something Netflix would have made a, a movie about yeah. in the future, Man. right? About, like, I don't know who would play you, me, probably Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably you play probably me. Dustin Hoffman. I'd probably get stuck with you playing me. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's we, we were going to do a Kickstarter campaign to finance the the lawsuit against YouTube, but then Haaretz did a piece about this uh, scandal, and YouTube Naor Naor activated yeah, I his was connections. Angry. I was angry. He went. Uh, he went. Uh, you don't. Crazy. Yeah. You don't. Uh, you don't. Yeah. You don't fuck with the Naor. Nope. <laughs> you do not. Um, yeah, Noor actually uh, got in touch with uh, with a bunch of people. We had a article in Haaretz. We were supposed to go up on a prime time news yeah. show to to talk about it. There was supposed to be a piece on about it, and then but Haaretz, before publishing the piece, uh, as all journalists do, they reach out to the, whatever the organization Google. is, and they reached out to Google and they asked, um, "What the hell?" And they asked them, "What you do? You want to respond?" And Google scrambled yeah. they scrambled they they peed their pants basically they were yeah. like oh no the two nice jewish boys are after <laughs> us get the get the ceo 
uh, yeah. No, they they called Bill Gates, they, although he has nothing to do <laughs> yeah, with Google. They were like, get Bill Gates, get, get Jeff Mark. Bezos, get Mark Zuckerberg, and Harvey Weinstein yes. in a room And right the now. elders of Zion. Yes. They all... We need them. We need them. This is an urgent matter. Um, and then they all convened. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, they, they science. <laughs> they, dra- him. They, they undug him. <laughs> they dug up his dead body. They're like, we, we need you here. And Elvis um, from the island Elvis, was even yes. brought. And they all convened in a room and they said, uh, they said, the two nice Jewish boys. And then Jeffrey Epstein popped up and said, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so basically Google scrambled. I yeah, mean, they honestly, brought back that. We, we just. So it was suddenly back. Now yeah. th- it's rarely hap- it rarely happens, guys. It's that YouTube it's, brings back a video. Actually, from I the got dead. statistics on it. it. It's it's happened only one other time in history. No, yes. really, really, really. No. Okay. <laughs> but no, it, it, it rarely it, happens. It doesn't happen. And we got our video back, mm-hmm. and it it got another ten thousand views mm-hmm. since. And, and it gets all, views every all, day still. Yeah, and all ended well. Yep. A happy ending. So what's the moral of the story here besides that we, we rock? The moral of the story is... Uh, Big tech. We got to regulate. Watch out, John Oliver. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> we got anyway, Google on our side. Guys, I have a new vlog. This episode is sponsored by my vlog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah, I guess. What's it called? It's called Noel Meninger. That's it? Yeah. That's the name? Yeah. I got to say, man, it's I'm kind of disappointed. It's a YouTube channel. Guys, uh, Noel Meninger, N-A-O-R-M-E-N-I-N-G-H-E-R. On YouTube. Meninger. And there you can see my adventures in Italy. In English, of course. Yeah. Do not actually, miss. Actually, you, you, you can't miss I Tried Rome's Pizza Vending Machine. That one, no, it really is. It's a fun one. No, there's apparently a pizza vending machine in Rome where you go and it makes you a fucking pizza on the spot. Now, it doesn't spit out a frozen DiGiorno pizza that like you you Americans are used to. It makes you an Italian Napolitana pizza, right? Mm -hmm. With like fresh dough. Hey, 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 hey. Trying to build it up here. No, so, but it does actually make you a pizza. Yeah. But for like it, it made a huge mess in Italy. Can we like it's yeah. pizza is a holy thing, and <laughs> so I went there to check it Sacred. out, and yeah, it it's pretty. And there it, are it new, more videos coming out. It's so. fun to see. So check it out, guys. Check out Naor's vlog, yeah. Naor Menninger on YouTube. By the way, how much are you Italy, paying for this sponsorship? Uh, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> I was sitting with a guy in a village in Italy. He's like a seventy-year-old guy. And we're speaking, he's an Italian, he speaks Italian, you know, uh, and he's telling me, he asked me to explain to him, he said, how could, they followed the news in Israel, and he said, how could the Jews take their enemies and put them in government? He asks Uh, me. Yeah. And he asks me, you have such a good leader, Netanyahu, why, why do you, why do you let him go? That's what he said. And this guy is what? Just an Italian? Just a random Italian guy. Well, you know. That's the sentiment, though, in many places. He probably voted (laughs) Berlusconi. No, he (laughs) voted for the, yeah, he's a very right wing. But you have lots of right wingers in Italy and France. It uh, It was pretty shocking to hear it from an Italian, you know. Like he was so, he knew everything. 
Like yeah, the fact that he's even up to speed. Yeah, with all the politics that are going. Yeah, on. Yeah, in the government and the Arabs in the government. Yeah. Um, wow. Where does he live? In Tuscany, in a village. In he's probably, he's probably got nothing to do, man. He's <laughs> just yeah. online all day reading news. Um, Let's wrap things up. Yes, yes, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, many cool guests coming up. Yes, we're about to record an episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had her on previously. She promised to climb Mount Everest, and she did. Yep. So, so tune in to hear our uh, our episode with Daniel Wolfson, part two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a bunch of other episodes coming out, so check them out. Check out Massa Israel, guys. Highly recommended. They're the sponsors, massaisrael.org slash two nice Jewish boys. Also, Jeremy's Circle. Yes. Jeremy's Circle.org, J E R A E M Y S, and then Circle.org. Jeremy's Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. Check them out for great content in English about Israel. The Australian Jewish News, AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. Check them out for Jewish news from Australia. And of course, we do this on our free time, guys. So if you want to help us out, go to 2NJB.com slash donate and help us out. Support the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.